This new Mitsubishi 10-year warranty. Let's just say, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, good thing we didn't step in it. Worst new car warranty ever. Details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Hit me up on the website. Uh, You've probably heard about Mitsubishi's new 10-year almost factory warranty by now, which has not yet been ratified by the ACCC. The catch is, to qualify for the 10 years, okay, you have to get your car serviced by a Mitsubishi dealer. If you fail to do that, you only get the industry standard five-year warranty. In my view, Mitsubishi Schittsville could have got this so right, so easily, and yet... Missed it by that much. Instead, they've turned what could have been a real pro-consumer alignment with consumer law and a proper market-leading warranty into an anti-competitive bullshit sandwich. So I implore the ACCC to emerge from hypersleep for a change and actually do something. Like, there's a suggestion. This new 10-year extended warranty puts owners in control. That's Rob Nazari, the bits... <coughs> oh, shitty, director of marketing and <laughs> operations. Personal opinion. How the hell is imposing a burden of compliance upon consumers an example of you being in friggin' control? I'm not seeing it. It's an example of Mitsubishi dictating the terms, unreasonably and anti-competitively, at least in my opinion. The way I see it, it's an indefensible and disgraceful inversion of the truth, that statement. Putting you in control, I mean. Jesus. By servicing it with our Mitsubishi dealers, we have a level of confidence of the spare parts that go into there and the genuine parts that go in there. That's Sean Westcott, the CEO of Bits Oh Shitty Straya. So animated with the hands, Mr. Westcott, almost like a musical. Media training works, just saying. It's not that hard. Breaking Mr. Westcott's statement right down here, okay? Genuine parts. Absolutely not required in order to maintain a factory warranty. The parts and materials you use to service or repair your car simply need to be fit for purpose. Otherwise, the whole situation would be anti-competitive and we have legislation about that. So, there's that. It also gives us a level of confidence that the car has been serviced on time. Dude, come on, there's abundant evidence if you get your car serviced on time using an independent repairer. There just is. There's an orgy of evidence, starting with he signs and stamps your logbook. And you get a tax invoice, and it's got the date and the odometer reading printed upon it. If push comes to shove, okay, your independent repairer can sign a stat deck attesting to what he did and when he did it, and I wouldn't want to get caught out making a fraudulent declaration on one of those. <laughs> Courts don't see the humour in that, typically. So how much more confidence in this process do you actually need? These sound to me like completely self-serving bullshit justifications with a hidden agenda, perhaps, floating 
just below the waterline with neutral buoyancy. So let's look at that. If Bits of Shitty thinks your repairer used the wrong oil or something, that's fair enough. And if they think that's what made your engine fail, which is the subject of a warranty dispute, they can, of course, just go out and get the oil tested in a NATA-registered laboratory. And I don't know too many NATA-registered labs that would be willing to bullshit on behalf of one of the parties here because their entire credibility would be trashed and their business model would be halfway to the deep ocean outfall if they did that. You know, you can get your own oil tested as well in this way. So it's not rocket science, I'd suggest. And Sean Westcott has to know all of that. I mean, he's a senior executive in the car industry. How could you not know? Furthermore, the standard servicing items over the first 10 years of ownership are mainly just oil, filters, brake fluid, coolant, brake pads, rotors, belts, things of that nature. In many cases, quality aftermarket parts are going to be cheaper and carry no reliability impediment whatsoever, like a RICO filter for whatever, oil, air, pollen, whatever. It's just as good as genuine and generally a fair bit cheaper. These veiled suggestions that servicing a modern car is somehow complex, you know, like a mission to Mars and that only an authorised dealer can hope to accomplish it. What a load of horseshit, dude. Any decent mechanic can service essentially any mainstream car. It is, however, a great idea to go back to the dealer, say, annually for service campaigns and maybe to check for any active recalls and software updates and things of that nature. And they should do that for you for free. Personally, I don't give a shit about Mitsubishi's, quote, confidence in whatever that company thinks is important to it. I give a shit about reliability and them picking up the friggin' tab for failures that occur as a result of an inherent defect that prevents the vehicle from being reasonably durable. That's kind of important, and it's also what the legislation gives a shit about too. Incidentally, manufacturer's warranty typically allows you to choose your preferred repairer for service and repair as long as the manufacturer's maintenance and service standards are met. That's a direct quote from the ACCC's new car consumer rights PDF. So what's really going on here in my view is a fairly grubby and anti-competitive attack on consumer choice. They just want to stitch up more servicing for their dealers and more parts sales over the counter. And frankly, you're the bunny who's going to be paying the premium for that if you buy in. But that's not the only thing wrong with this alleged warranty. What's going on in the background is the acceptable quality consumer guarantee, which requires cars to be reasonably durable. It's the law, okay? Reasonable, in the context of a car, probably means... 10 years or 200,000 kilometres. It's for a court to determine, but to me, that seems fairly reasonable. Regardless of whatever warranty is offered, and regardless of where you get your vehicle serviced, provided it gets done properly and on time, that legislation absolutely exists to protect you. So, if you're eight years in with 120,000 kilometres on the clock or something, and the transmission just decides to go poopy in its trousers for absolutely no reason, then you have a claim against the manufacturer under consumer law. And this should be an undodgeable bullet, okay? 
But if you were meant to change the transmission oil and the filter at 80,000 k's or something, and you didn't bother, then hey, that's on you. If you drove over a gutter at 120 k's an hour and cracked the transmission housing, well, that's on you. And if you parked your shiny new four-wheel drive in the Pacific Ocean for 24 hours, that's on you as well. Okay, so there are limits to this kind of guarantee. But if the transmission simply failed to endure normal driving, that's on them. Legally and absolutely on them, regardless of any bullshit warranty conditions. So here's my biggest problem with the bit so shitty proposed 10-year bullshit warranty. Let's say your transmission just craps out at 120,000 Ks, eight years in. And it's not on you, okay? Because you didn't do any of those stupid things just discussed. You go back to Mitsubishi, okay? And they say, well, hang on a minute. Three years ago, you had your car serviced independently. <laughs> so you're not covered, dude. That'll be $14,000. Just sign here, defibrillator, just over there next to the dunnies. This proposed warranty will inevitably be used like this in the service department as a trigger to brush you and profiteer from it. It'll seem pretty legitimate too, like it's going to be there in black and white, you can read all about it. But the fact is, any warranty is merely a potentially empty promise from a manufacturer. Warranty is completely separate from the legislated consumer guarantees about which there is absolutely nothing that's optional. Your warranty might be burned, but the requirements of consumer law compliance, the obligation upon, in this case, bits of shitty to provide you with a remedy, absolutely that still exists, regardless of who services your vehicle. But if you're a consumer, you need to be informed enough to know all of that. And frankly, not all consumers are. So in the future, I have absolutely no doubt that this bullshit warranty will be used as a device to deny legitimate consumer law claims. And that will be a tragedy. Because not all consumers will know that they can push back against this legitimately and make a claim under Australian consumer law. Some of them are going to cop it on the chin. And call me an old cynic on this, but... I think this is Mitsubishi's real objective here. Look like warranty heroes while acting like warranty bastards into the future, which, if that's true, is going to be disgraceful indeed. It's a huge pity that Sean Westcott didn't just bite the bullet and align the new Mitsubishi warranty with the requirements of consumer law, thus ascending uninjured to the summit of Warranty Mountain here in Australia. And... Thereby, he could spruik the shit out of this, you know, Shitsville's best warranty, because that would have been a real good news story. I think you'd agree. If they want to get more owners servicing their cars at the dealer, then it's pretty simple, isn't it? Just make that a commercially compelling proposition in its own right, instead of the hateful, expensive and borderline bullying experience it often is in dealership franchises today. If Mitsubishi wants to shift more genuine parts, and hey, all car companies do, all they've got to do is price them competitively. And when you think about it, after all, they're buying those parts in bulk. The extortionate pricing of genuine parts, I mean, Jesus, industry-wide is 
simply indefensible, right? So they come up with these cartel-like strategies and these communication strategies to coerce consumers into bending over while the ACCC sleeps on. Unfortunately, as things stand, this 10-year warranty is just a grubby grab for more business and an attempt to dilute consumer law claims in the 5-10 to 10 year term. That's how it seems to me, at least. I don't think there's any guarantee the ACCC is going to wake up and quash this, but I certainly hope they veto the genuine servicing requirement. Dangerous anti-consumer precedent right there. You might choose to assist in this respect. You can call the ACCC on 1300 302 502. That's 1300 302 502. Or even better, you can put your objection in writing on the ACCC's online contact form. I'll put a link to that in the description. If the ACCC gets sufficient informed blowback from you, it might help turn this anti-consumer tide and force bits of shitty back to the boardroom where they might choose to un themselves on this and offer you a 10-year warranty without the free set of friggin' handcuffs.